Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Welcome, Watoto Church family, to God's Word. It's the most important word you'll hear any day of your life, and it's such a joy to share God's Word with you. I also want to thank the worship team for leading us so beautifully. Thank you for leading us in worship today. Well, I hope you're ready for God's Word, so let's bow our heads and pray. Jesus, we celebrate your birth this Christmas. You are the reason for the season. As we turn to your word, I pray that our hearts will burn with great joy. Lord, I pray that you'll anoint your word and that you transform us by the power of your word in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen and Amen. Well, this Christmas season at Watoto Church, our theme is Great Joy. And there's a lot that we have planned for you and your family. So I want to continue to invite you to be a part of all that is happening here at Watoto Church. Well, we started a sermon series that we also called Great Joy. And really the heart of this sermon series is to say that the birth of Jesus brought great joy then and still brings great joy today. We saw that the birth of Jesus was a fulfillment of prophecy and the faithfulness of God brings great joy in our lives. He is faithful to fulfill every word that he has spoken. And listen, if you'd given up on trusting Jesus in this season, put your trust in him. He is a promise keeper. Then of course, last week we saw that the birth of Jesus ushered in the coming of the savior of the world. Jesus, who comes to save us from the penalty of sin, from the power of sin and the presence of sin. Well, today as we carry on with our sermon series, I want to talk to you about the fact that the birth of Jesus brings great joy because it is good news for all people. You know, I love the story of the birth of Jesus. The Bible tells us that Joseph and a very pregnant Mary began on a journey to Bethlehem because they needed to participate in the census that had been called by Augustus Caesar, the Roman emperor. And when they got to Bethlehem, all the rooms were so full. They didn't have room enough for Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus who was soon to come. And so the Bible says they ended up in a stable. Jesus was born in a stable. The Bible says he was lying in a manger. And someone might say that is not the most glorious birth for the Savior of the world. But something glorious happened on the night that Jesus was born. Luke, the disciple of Jesus, records it this way in Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 to 18. He says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And that's the title of our sermon today in that little phrase, for all the people. Verse 11, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, 
glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds say to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I love this story. It never grows old. A powerful account of the birth of Jesus. There's so much for us to learn today. So we're going to dive into it. I want to start by concentrating on what the angels say to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2 and verse 10. He said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Of course, Israel is going through some difficult times when the birth of Jesus is announced. Politically, socially, economically, and spiritually, it was a difficult time for the nation of Israel. They were desperate. They needed a savior. Now, although not all the Jews understood fully what the mission of the Messiah Jesus would be, they knew that a Messiah would come from them, that the Messiah would be a Jew. And last week we took time to understand that the mission of Jesus, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20 to 21, the angel says to Joseph that you will call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. Why? Because what the world needed was not another political Messiah. Or an economic messiah. What the world needed was a solution to man's greatest problem. And man's greatest problem is the problem of the human heart. It is called sin. I want to say to you today. Jesus is still the answer for the world today. Jesus is the hope of the world. Our hope is not in governments. And economic solutions, our hope is in one, and his name is Jesus. And so Jesus came to deal with a real issue, which is sin. And sin was not just an issue for the Jews alone. Sin was the issue for all of mankind and still is the greatest issue that man is grappling with. You look at all the issues that humanity is grappling with, at the root is sin. People are far from God and are beginning to do all kinds of things. Jesus is still the answer for the world today. You know, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Sin is still man's greatest issue. And so Jesus came as the savior of the world, not just to the Jews, but to the entire world for all people across all of time, including you and I today. Jesus was born to be the savior of the world. He came to save all people. And that is why his birth is good news that causes great joy. The savior, not just to the Jews, but to the savior of the whole world. You know, when you take time to look at the Christmas story, it is very interesting. The people to whom the good news of the birth of Jesus was revealed. Think about the shepherds. 
Luke chapter 2 verse 8 to 11, the account we read earlier tells us, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now the shepherds, the shepherds were the very first group of people to receive the good news of the birth of Jesus. And that is significant. There is a powerful truth loaded in that one moment. You see, the shepherds were considered, were considered as outcasts. They were lowly. They were at the bottom of the social ladder. Their work made them ceremonially unclean. Many of them were uneducated and so their opinion was not respected in society. They were really the lowest of the law. But don't you just love the way our God takes the things that are despised in the world today and just shows his glory through that one moment. That's why his birth brought great joy. It brought great joy because Jesus was saying this good news is for all people. Even those at the lowest of the social ladder. This good news is for you. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born. You might feel like a social outcast. Maybe you got pregnant while you were a teenager. Your family wanted nothing to do with you. Maybe you haven't gotten the education you wanted. You've grown up in poverty. Society seems to have pushed you out. You lost your husband and family has rejected you. You're struggling to raise your children. You've made some bad decisions in life and life hasn't worked out the way you hoped. It doesn't matter who you are. The birth of Jesus, the coming of the Savior is good news for you. Consider the example of the wise men. The Bible calls them the Magi. The Bible says they're from the east. History tells us that they came from Persia. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1 to 2. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Herod the great, Magi, wise men from the east, came to Jerusalem asking, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. You know, these were very distinguished gentlemen. Very educated. They studied astrology. They studied philosophy. They were leaders. They were wealthy. They were powerful. They were considered kings. And they didn't just come alone. When we read the books of history, they tell us, Possibly these guys traveled with a, an army to protect them and their wealth. They had servants coming together with them. These were the highest of the high. They were at the top of the social ladder. But God in his grace uses a star that they understand to follow and find the birthplace of Jesus. You know what that tells me my friend? Is that it doesn't matter where that, whether you're the highest of the social ladder. You might be the president of this country. You, must be, you might be the king in a kingdom somewhere in the world today. You might be a wealthy business owner. You might be very educated. There's so many degrees and so many letters behind your name. Listen, the birth of Jesus is good news for you. Because we all need a savior. We're never too powerful. We're never too wealthy. Whenever too experienced, 
to receive this good news of the birth of Jesus. The Bible says, the wise men came searching. You know, the birth of Jesus is good news that brings great joy. Because this message of salvation and this message of hope comes to all people regardless of who you are. People from any nation, people from any tribe, people from any kind of experience, people from all walks of life. This is good news for you. The wise men were not even Jews and they came in search of Jesus. Paul the Apostle is a powerful story of how we receive this good news of salvation through Jesus that radically transforms our lives. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12 to 15, the apostle Paul talks about how he fought the people of Jesus and he persecuted them. But then God showed him mercy and he who was the worst of all sinners became a child of God. It's a powerful story. Acts chapter 9, he has a powerful encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. He experienced what it means to receive this good news and have your life completely transformed by it. He helps us understand how good this good news is. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 3 and 11 to 13 in your Bibles. He says, writing to the believers in the church at Ephesus, he says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Verse 11. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth, called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, in other words, Jews, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Amen. Apostle Paul is helping us understand that this good news of the coming of the Savior, this message of salvation for all people, hope that is found in Jesus Christ the Lord, this great message that is for all people is absolutely amazing. In verse 1, he helps us understand there that we were by nature sinners, lost and unable to save ourselves. In verse 2 to 3, he helps us appreciate that we were deserving of God's wrath because all of us have sinned. And the Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. We were by nature deserving of wrath. He goes on to help us understand that you and I, who were not born as Jews, we were outsiders, we were Gentiles, we were completely disqualified by our nationality because you see, the Messiah came through the Jews and because we were not Jews, we were already disqualified by our nationality. We had no hope in this world. 
But then he goes on to give praise to God. He says, but in Christ, in Christ, we who are enemies of God, we who are far from God, we who are hopeless without God, the Bible says in Christ, we find salvation and we come into relationship with God our Father. We are reconciled to him. We who are once far from God are reconciled. This is why the birth of Jesus is good news that brings great joy. The wall of hostility that stood between us and God was forever broken and now you and I can have a relationship with God the Father. Give him praise in the house today. Wow. This good news is for all people. There is nothing you can do and there is nothing I could ever do by our own effort to earn or merit salvation through Jesus. It is purely an act of God's grace. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 to 9 helps us celebrate this beautiful gift of God's grace through Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us, for it is by grace, in other words, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God. Not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. Jesus, when you put your faith in him, will save you from sin. And it's not because you've done anything about it. It's because he did everything. This baby whose birth we celebrate lived to the age of 33 years and he died on the cross to bring you salvation. All you have to do is turn to him in faith. That is such good news that we who are enemies of God can be sim become accepted before God simply on the basis of our faith in Jesus. It's truly beautiful. So what should we do? What should we do? Because this message is for all people. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how badly you've messed up your life. This good news of Jesus' birth, which brings salvation for all people requires a response what should we do number one receive the good news in verse 15 the bible says when the angels had left this is luke chapter 2 verse 15 when the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds say to one another let's go to bethlehem and see this thing that happened that has happened which the lord has told us about they run off to bethlehem to see they went to receive Jesus. You know, I think about a family that has just, uh, you know, received a baby. People go and visit with that family in the hospital. What are they doing? They're receiving the child with the family. That's what you need to do today, my friend. Open up your heart. Do not harden your heart. Receive this message of good news. It is for you. You're not too old. You're not too young. You're not too messed up. You're not too holy. 
we all need a savior. And this, he came for us. And that's good news for you and I, my friend. Receive that good news. We sing the Christmas carol. It says, let every heart receive him now. John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That leads me to my second point. Not only do we receive this good news, we must share this good news. In verse 16 to 18 of Luke chapter 2, the Bible says, So the shepherds, they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who had it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. You know, the shepherds spread the good news about Jesus. We need to be like them. We need to tell everyone, everywhere, our families, our places of work, our communities, whoever we get into touch with, we need to tell them about the good news about the birth of Jesus that brings salvation. Why? It's not a message for a chosen few. It is a message for all. We need to be sharers of this good news. You know, the song we sing at Christmas, go Tell it all the mountain, over the hills and everywhere that Jesus Christ is born. We need to tell the whole world, tell your family this Christmas. The Bible says do not be ashamed of this good news about Jesus. That is why we put on the Christmas cantata. At Watoto, we want to tell, we want to share with the whole world this beautiful good news of the birth of Jesus. The coming of hope, the coming of salvation that is not for a chosen few. It is for all people. And that is why every weekend we put on the Sunday services like this. Why? Because we want people to hear about Jesus. We want to tell the whole world. That's why we're committed to going into schools and we do school outreach. Why? We want to tell those young people about Jesus. That is why we send our total children's choir all around the world. Because we want to spread this news all around the world. Because it is not a message for a few. It is a message for all. It is good news for all people. I love Isaiah chapter 52 and verse 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation. The most important message you and I can carry is the good news of salvation that came to us when Jesus came into this world. We need to be carriers of this message. Listen, if you've been silent too long, if you've not had an opportunity to tell someone about Jesus, this Christmas, begin to tell people about Jesus. Why? It is good news for all people. As we bring this message to a close, this is what we're saying today, my friend. That the good news that brings great joy is not for a few. It is for all people. Receive this good news today. Do not harden your heart. Open your heart. Open your heart to Jesus, the Savior of the world. And you know what? Share. Share this good news. Tell people about Jesus. I want to read this scripture to you in closing. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 to 13. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We celebrate you this Christmas. You are the savior of the world and your birth is good news that brings great joy. We were lost in sin, but your birth reminds us God hasn't given up on us. That there is salvation and there is hope for all people. It doesn't matter what we've done, how badly we've messed up our lives. It doesn't matter how experienced, how wealthy our age. We all need a savior. Jesus, today we open up our hearts to you. But we also make you this promise. We will not be silent. We will tell the whole world that you are the Messiah. The one who saves us from sin. And that is good news for all people. With every head bowed and every eye closed right now, I want you to think about your life. Are you born again? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? We read the story of Apostle Paul. He gave his life to Jesus. There's billions of people all around the world that have given their lives to Jesus. And he has saved them from sin. I made that decision when I was 14. I want to invite you to make that decision today. The Bible says, Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that is good news. You don't have to do anything to earn it. Simply put your faith in Jesus right now. You say, Brian, that's me. Today's my day. I'm ready to give my heart to Jesus. Whether you're joining us online, on air, I want you to give your heart to Jesus right now. Here's what I want you to do. You're online. I want you to find an emoji hand and say, Brian, I give my heart to Jesus today. Find an emoji hand in the comment section. Just paste it there and type, I'm giving my heart to Jesus today. For those of you on air, you're watching by television, you're listening by radio, in that room where you are, I just want you to lift up your hand. Why? You're lifting it up to Jesus. He's the only one who can save. You're saying, Jesus, here's my heart. Here's my life. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. This is the best decision you'll ever make in life to give your heart to Jesus. Some of you are saying, Brian, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. Yes. You'd lost your way. You began to live in sin again. But you're saying, Brian, this Christmas, I'm in business and I want to start a new chapter with Jesus. I don't want to play games with him. You're saying, Brian, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. Do it right now. Again, for those of you joining us online, just lift up an emoji hand in the chat section. Say, I recommit my life to Jesus today. Do it right now. Best decision you'll ever make. For those of you joining us on air, by radio, by television, lift up your hand. You're lifting it to Jesus. Jesus is in that room right now. Just lift up your hand and say, Jesus, here I am. I recommit my life to you. I'm giving my heart to you. This is the most important decision you make in your life. Do it right now, my friend. Do it right now. Is there anybody else? You say, Brian, that's me. That's me, Brian. I'm so lost. I thought that God had given up on me. I've messed up my life so badly. Oh, Brian, I thought I was too powerful or too wealthy. But I realized today I need a savior. This is the very last call. 
Will you lift up your hand to Jesus, the one who is Lord of all. Make him the master of your life. Surrender your life to him right now. Do it right now. Recommit your life to him. We're going to pray. This is what I want you to do. Pray this prayer after me and mean it from the bottom of your heart as you make your personal commitment to Jesus. The worship team is going to join us and we're going to pray together with you and encourage you as you make this decision to follow Jesus. Will you pray after me? Saying, dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I recognize that I am a sinner and I need a savior. Jesus, you are the only savior. So today, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean in your precious blood. Jesus, I now surrender my life to you as my Lord and Savior. I will live for you and I will follow you for the rest of my life in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen and Amen. We celebrate you and the decision you have made the best decision you will ever make in life to become a child of God by surrendering your life to Jesus. For those of you who are joining us today for church online, there is a link that has just appeared on your screen. I want you to click it because we want to know who you are. We want to follow you up and help you become that fully devoted follower of Jesus. For those of you that have joined us on air by radio or by television, we want you to write to us. Connect at watotochurch.com. Let us know that you've made this decision today. We want to come alongside you as well through a process we call Starting Hope. We're going to help you in the next four weeks to help you find your footing as you become a fully devoted follower of Jesus. Listen, your best days are not behind you. They're ahead of you. Welcome to God's family. We celebrate you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey, hey,